If you're a fan of the Sly Guy podcast and you want to get more, you want to just milk more out of the podcast every week, you want more, you can go over to patreon.com forward slash Sly Guy podcast. For as little as £2 a month, you can get a load of bonus podcasts and other fun content. Ben and I have been plotting, we've been working around, we've been in, Ben, would you say we've been in, in, in the studio, in the in the lab, as Dr. Dre would say? Yes, cooking up new ideas, and I know people don't actually cook food in the lab, but it's a totally terrible reference, but if you want to join the wee community of patrons, of sly hards, of writer slies, go over to patreon.com forward slash podcast to let me help you, to help me make this community a better place and stop paramilitaries. But if you love paramilitary, don't do it. If you're a pro-paramilitary, don't. But if you're not. I'm the Sly Guy. Hello once again. Welcome to the Sly Guy podcast with me, Dave Elliott. That was an aggressive start. Two fingers to you guys from me because I said it last week. We're making Sly Guy great again. I don't even know what those hand gestures are. All I do know is, you know that, that, that Ben, do you know that group? The, the Crips and the Bloods, all I know is I can do the, the hand gesture for the Bloods. But I can't do whatever I was trying to do there. But what I do know anyway, we're back, and it's an exciting week. I'm buzzing. I'm, I'm, I'm off my dick. <laughs> no, I'm not. I, I, don't do, I don't do drugs because when I was a young boy, my mum made it very clear that if I took drugs and something happened to me, she wouldn't forgive me, and then I'd be in purgatory forever feeling really guilty. But anyway, I feel just excited. I'm buzzing off a of life. I'm just, oh, I'm, you know, people are probably looking at this going, is it, was he a Jerry Cinnamon or Planet Love? And I'd be like, nah, I'm 35, which makes me automatically 25 years too old to be at that sort of shit. But anyway, I'm just buzzing because it's my birthday week. Now, I know when you get to this sort of age, you shouldn't be excited about a birthday. If anything, you should be really upset. If you're, like, Ben, do you know what age I am this week? 35 10 more years I'm 35 years old I know I don't look and I know I look 42 at least but I'm coming 35 and you know what I feel good about it I am in a place mentally of zen it took me a while to get there but I'm feeling good now did I potentially did I have a bit of a breakdown on this week's Patreon podcast yes I did but you know what my granny always used to say before she served me a plate of chicken cave balls, homemade chips, sweet corn, mushrooms, sausages, sausage rolls, little bits of cheese sliced up, pickled onions, sweet corn, gravy chips, which is weird, roast potatoes, little alphabet shapes, pasta and ice cream. She used to say to me, David, what you need to do above all else is to appreciate the light you need to live in the darkness and sometimes to be full of joy in life and full of happiness you need to get get a little bit fucking depressed all right so sometimes to appreciate a clear mind you need to sometimes to be happy you can only realize true happiness when you're on the on the in the gallows and then there's a noose around your head and you're about to and then you go, actually, this is a silly idea. And also, this is not a good place to be. Look at the sky. See through the clouds. Look through the sky. There's but a sunshine. And then you look at the sun, and then your eyes are sore. And then you trip, and you fall off your way still, and you're fucked anyway. But anyway, it's good to be positive. And I'm 35 this week, and that means I am probably too old to be a professional footballer. There's one dream out the window, but I'm just a prime age 
to be a great sly guy. And I mean, what a what a what a week I've got planned. Whenever you're old and married, it's exciting because well, I say old and married. I imagine when you're old and married and not long married. So I'm now married coming up three years. But still, we do nice things, you know, for each other's birthday. So I know it's my birthday, but I don't know what my wife's got up her sleeve for me. Um, I probably imagine um, some sort of, you know, card machine to just for me to put my, my card on and her to take all my fucking money because all she ever fucking does from me is bleed me dry. But apart from that, she's probably got surprises, some fun and excitement up her sleeve for me. And I don't know what's happening other than I'm 35 and I'm excited. And, I mean, I know people say when you have kids you should be more excited for their birthday than your own no I am very much wanting to make this birthday about me and with that being said um, producer Ben the snake rat the man with more hair in his head than any that man alive which by the way Ben that's a fact this is proven that Ben has denser hair than any other human in the world which is an insult to me on my week of my birthday because there's not a man with like you know why people say Ben like they're like, if you were a car, what would you be? Like, they're like, oh man, what sort of cars most like you? I would say, most like me, is like, um, is it a Mazda X5? Is that a car? Have I just made it up? I don't know anything about cars here, guys. You need to hang with me a second, okay? Mazda X5? Yeah. Yeah. Is it a soft top? Nope. Nope. Well, there you go. Look up a car that's a soft top, Benjamin, please. <laughs> Mm. Like a soft top Mazda? I don't give a fuck. Just any, any. Do you have an MX five. An MX five. Is that got a soft top? It doesn't, yeah. Nice. Well, what I'm trying to say is, there's a lot going on around the backs and sides of that car, being called roof. That's my hair. A lot going on around the sides and the back. Not a lot going on up top. It's a sunroof. But what do people say about sunroofs? Sexy. They say, you know, a soft top car is where, you know, ballers go to fuck and desperate old rich men lure sexy young girls who probably have drug addictions to also fuck. But what I'm saying is, it's sexy to be like this. This guy, if anything, too much hair, Ben, like, you, you can't see a scalp. And I mean, what age are you, Ben? Like, 31, too? 31. 31. At his age, you should be at least a bit of scalp, you know what I'm saying? But my hair's long at the minute. I'm getting my hair cut tomorrow. And it's and I mean I'm I'm doing nothing. Like, you know, whenever you like are younger and you've birthdays, you can you can know you're going out to maybe have a drink. I, I just don't think I do that anymore. But I, I know I'm going out for my dinner. And it's nice that I know I'm going out for my dinner. I don't know what I'm doing during the day, but for my dinner I'm going to the place where I got married for a meal. Which you know is kind of like Bring in, like, say for example, right? You're a wee soldier, right? Uh, you know, you're a wee soldier. You're like, I don't know, maybe 18, 19. You've just been brought, you've, you're just, you're in Gallipoli or the Somme or somewhere like that. You're you're brought over the front line. You're dragging, you're dragging your best mate who's been shot in the head across no man's land. You're dragging him across no man's land. He's dead. You're dragging your best friend in the world, dead body, by his arm across no man's land. Then, oh no, you pull him over a landmine as we dead body gets his legs blown off. He's like, ah! And then you get shot in your helmet, as in your dick. You get shot in your dick, your wee helmet gets blown off. You're like, ah, my fucking bell end. 
your mate's dead, you still don't want to give him some respect, you're pulling his wee body by his arm, you've got no bell end, you're bringing him back over the trenches, let's just say the adrenaline's pumping through your body, you're pale as fuck, you're feeling really terrible, it's an awful scene, you get sent to get the medics, the medics end up trying to sew up your bell end, they fuck it up, and they end up cutting your whole dick and balls off, you've no dick and balls, you're just lying there, you're fucking traumatised, after that, all you can see every time you shut your eyes, is your wee mate with his legs blown off, and your wee dick used to be there, you used to imagine you had a wee dick, like you know whenever you get amputated, apparently you still think you can feel an itch in your lower leg, you still think you're getting a boner, but there's nothing there, and you're just traumatised, you have to go and see counsellors and counsellors, you end up bring, going home after the war, because you can't, can't fight anymore, because you've got no dick or balls and it's just stressful you go home you're like I should be there with my friends because my other friends don't want to end up dead like my friend that end up dead you're back at home you're guilty you've post-traumatic stress every single time you're feeling terrible it's the worst thing in the world there's nothing worse than this exact moment that happened when you're pulling your friend over landmine your dick gets blown up and then someone thinks I know it'll cure him we'll bring him back to those fields where this happened to him it'll clear his head he'll feel brilliant let's do it you bring him back, guy fucking relapses and rips, rips his eyes out like as if he's a hungry chimp. Yeah. That's what it's like. I'm going back to the place that gave me this fucking trauma. I'm reenacting the scariest moment of my life. I'm going back to where I got married to celebrate my birthday. And it could be a good time. Or, you know, I could just eat my own face. That's possible. But I'm excited about it. And I'm excited about whatever presents I'll get. Which is a lesson I should learn as a dad. I've been getting very excited for the last number of years about presents I've received. And never once in the last three or four years have I been happy with any present I've ever received. So this time I'm like, I'm really looking forward to it. They'll be like, what do you want for your birthday? And I'm like, I want a PS5 with the new FIFA, which doesn't come out for another few weeks. Is that right? You're a FIFA guy? Yes, I mm. But I'm Dave Elliott. I'm pretty much a well-known person. You know, probably in some areas people would say, a famous person, you know, to some, recognisable, I should be getting it as an influencer, as a podcaster, as a, you know, fun guy. People, Sony, send me a PS5 for free and the new FIFA early, please. I'll review it in the podcast, it'll be a good time. Send me that because I know I'm not going to PS5. And even if I did get a PS5, I'd never get to play it. And then I would just resent the PS5. And ultimately, where every single story I've told today has ended up is me... <laughs> a bottle of brandy deep in my bathroom on my toilet <laughs> with a wee spotlight pulled from the roof my belt tried to be hooked up there and off you go but guys I can't wait and I need a haircut I do need a haircut that was a joke but I do need a haircut I'm going to see my personal stylist in the morning to get the haircut and again um, people are probably going to say why don't you just call him a hairdresser or a barber because he is my personal stylist you couldn't call him a you couldn't call him a hairdresser doing my hair he literally just blows on the top and then just trims the sides not, he's not dressing it he's just you know if anything he's like a nurse a hair nurse he's just keeping it alive for now ultimately you know he's a, he's a hospice he's a hospice hair nurse you know he is just my hairdresser is just making my hair comfortable until it inevitably passes into the next life that's what he is because this is I mean like see in this room there's lights everywhere Ben is, as I've said before has rigged it up to make it like Ben on my birthday week when my hair's long and I look especially bald you've put the fucking spotlights on why show up your locks shut up this guy's a f his, his head his head is as thick as Shane Todd. <laughs> and that is thick. Thick. That is as thick as you can get. And he's sitting there smug. 
Look at his face full of joy. And then even his beard is bro why the why my beard is, is, is infamous around the world, Ben. And now it's grey. It's like Jerry Adams' beard now, fuck's sake. It started off my beard. <laughs> I nearly I nearly said something very regrettable there. I nearly said my beard was as black as and I couldn't think of anything really black other than, you know, have you seen that paint that we spoke about in the podcast? That's how black my beard was. The blackest. That there was no colour there at all. It was absent. As absent as that paint. And now it's this colour. And that's what happens, you get old. The only bright side is, and this is why some people worry, you know, people when they're single. It's like when you get in your 30s, you need to get married and settled. Because as soon as you hit like 32, 3, everyone just goes to shit, man. And I'm waiting for you. I bet you're going to be one of these guys with just dark hair and beard until you're 60. You know, and with people like that, you know, you look at them and you go, well, they're perfect fucking hair and they're perfect fucking looks and this guy, and you just hope so much that there's an underlying health condition that just makes them just go on the ground and you go, yeah, <laughs> I may look shit, but you're dead. So, suck balls. <laughs> Whoa, I mean, that was a tangent, certainly, certainly. How long have we been talking for? Because I just poured water all down my beard and trying to distract. Wait, 12 minutes. Too much. <laughs> Too much. But seriously, though, what, what are you going to get me for my birthday, do you think? Do you have anything planned or...? Do you have any ideas? I mean, I don't really ask for anything. You know, I just I don't ask for things. Now, are you putting me on the spot and asking me to ask for something? If... I had to. I would like to say to the listeners and the viewers, two things I would like from you. First of all, subscribe to the YouTube channel where this video goes. And secondly, oh, fuck, yeah, actually, first of all, fuck, fuck subscribe to YouTube. Buy tickets to my show that's on on Sunday because here's the thing. This is a show that is hard to promote because obviously that show that I'm doing in the Ulster Hall is the big daddy, the big kahuna. It's the fucking, it's the Batman and this show on Sunday is the Robin. Now it's hard. Nobody wants Robin. Everyone hates Robin. He's shit. He, his costume's wick. He's a wee gimp and you just want Batman and yes, the people are buying the Ulster Hall tickets. That's lovely. But this show is sneaky because this is, the show, show on Sunday is going to be my stand-up special, Ben. What about that? It's going to be a proper filmed set of, of, of stuff my effectively my best bits and bits that are not going in this show at the Ulster Hall. So it's two separate shows you're getting from me. You're getting the big kahuna in December, which is my biggest ever show. And this is my anus right now thinking about it. Um, and also you're getting a show on Sunday, which by the way, why? what is my motivation to do a show on Sunday? I hear you ask, is because I need good quality video clips of me doing good stand-up to promote that show and also to get other gigs elsewhere. So come along, laugh, support me, and help me film my special. Which, which, but we're going to sell to Netflix. There you go, Ben, aren't we? We're going to send it to Netflix and say, "Listen, would you like to give me some money for it?" And I mean, I'm talking like apparently for a Netflix special. If you if you make it yourself and sell to them, they will, you know, offer you somewhere in the region of twelve to fifteen quid up front. So, you know. We'll try that. If not, we'll probably just, you know, put it on something. I was going to say YouTube, but then I remembered I have a Patreon. So absolutely 0%. It's going to go on YouTube for free. Nah, fuck that. It'll be going on Patreon at some point. Will the full special be going there? Maybe. But, um, yeah, it's mainly for clips to promote 
other gigs, you know. So, and some people don't say that. Some people are like, oh, it's just going to be a good show. But I'm just an honest guy, you know. I'm just a man. It's a that he's a. Well, see, once again, as my granny used to say to me, you know, as she would say to me, go in the go in, go in the spare room, look in the third drawer down. Is a surprise. So you go in there, open the third drawer. Yes, it's a handgun. You ignore the handgun. You lift underneath the back clavin. You see, there's a Galaxy Family Bar, and you eat it yourself as an eight year old, and that's why you're fat as a thirty five year old. But at the same time, she would always say to me, "See, when you're at rock bottom, you have to be at rock bottom. You have to truly, Ben, to appreciate the sky. You need to be lying." completely fucked in your back and looking up you need to be at rock bottom to appreciate the top so I have to just be honest with you guys and say look we're going to do a great show on Sunday but it is to be recorded that is the purpose of it so I'm honest and it's my birthday week and you should come because if we sell it out I have to do a fucking sea swimming video which you know genuinely I think I hate um, sea swimmers genuinely more than you know what I might hate sea swimmers more than the doctor in the the children's ward of the hospital that suggested I had hurt my newborn baby yeah and I hated him now again I need to track back and this, this was a few years ago with Holly what had happened we brought her in because her her wee, her wee temperature was a bit high so we brought her into this I don't know what the place is called it's a hospital with blue beds for babies so we brought her in there they gave her a wee check out that was fine then they are like there's a wee bruise in her leg and she's a newborn baby she shouldn't be bruised and we are like well I don't fucking know what happened and they were like right go and get her wee red book which if anyone's had a you know the wee red book you get and it's got all the thing in it so I got the wee red book and there's no mark on it and they were like yeah we think we need to phone social services I was raging when I was going to punch the guy and now whenever someone's like they think you've hurt your child and you're about to lay the smack down on a guy it, it, it's not helpful so luckily for us we phoned over and we're like no actually what happened the birth was a little bit tricky we had to use some tools to get her out of there and then I was kind of like this to the guy going to apologise and he didn't so you know what he did wrote a letter to trust complaining fuck you mate if you're still in a job hopefully you're not hopefully you're sacked hopefully you are on the streets hopefully your wife left you hopefully your children disown you and hopefully you know that guy that that student from Campbell College who's 17 and out in Thompson's blitz it all hours of the night comes out of Thompson's and pisses against the wall down the side of fucking you look or somewhere and you're sleeping there and he pisses on you that's what I hope happens to you but anyway, I hate sea swimmers more than that. So if I sell out this show, I'm going in with sea swimmers. And I'm a man of word. Ben's going to come down and film it and make... Did you say a feature-length documentary called Free Dick? And it's going to be similar to Free Willy, except that I'm going to be naked with a root. Exclusively on Patreon. So, you know, it'll be a fun time. But that's it on for my birthday. I want a good show on Sunday. I want to um, have a nice gig because... You know what? See, since we've got back to gigging again, I have been having a lot of fun. I've been enjoying it. I've been um, really, really thinking I'm good at stand-up. You know, being like, I'm confident. You know, I'm feeling really good. Then I did a gig on Friday. I was horrendous. And I thought, this is what it likes. This is what it feels like to die on stage once again. And it was, it was not nice because it had been quite a while since I've had a bad, bad gig. And it just made me go, oh, no. What am I doing? Then I had, you know, just just a bad week and all, and that's just sort of spiraled me in the, into the, the the mood of stress. But this week again, and I now feel more positive coming out of that. And if I sell the show on Sunday, it goes well. All will be right. All will be rosy in the garden. 
And if it doesn't go well, I mean, Ben, I don't know. Well, I mean, if it doesn't go well. Who knows? And what the weird thing is, is that's not water I'm drinking. It's botching. And if things go badly, who knows where we'll end up? I don't know. Will we still do the podcast? I don't know. Probably have to. Because, you know, gets me a house and everyone hates me in my house. So, whoa. There we go. Did that sound, that sound like... Uh, can I ask you, as as a producer of this podcast, Ben, does does this look like I'm a man breaking down? It's like me, yeah. Mm, that's a concern. But don't worry. I'm not breaking down as much as other people. Like successful guys from this island, like Conor McGregor. There's another man who... You know what? Did you see the thing? Conor McGregor beat up that kind of like... Um, Weird sort of the the guy that looks like Ellen DeGeneres, Machine Gun Kelly. She just he apparently started swinging digs at him. Who, by the way, you would if you're you know if you knew that he's going out with Megan Fox, you'd just be really jealous. So you just want to fucking bop him one. But um, he apparently had a fight with MGK this week, and it's it's kind of weird because MGK is like an old, like an old granny, like an auntie type guy. And then Conor McGregor's supposed to be an elite level fighter. And everyone's getting at Conor McGregor, being like, oh, he's a scumbag. You know what I think Conor McGregor is? Sick. I think he's a mentally ill guy. I think people, like, like if see if he goes down the route of, like, Tyson Fury, whereby he's like, listen, I have a problem, I need to address it. I think people would be like, no, it's okay. Because, like, remember the time he just punched the pensioner in the face? He wouldn't drink proper proper number 12 whiskey. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, to be fair, that is up there with some of the freshest behaviour of all time. Like, you punch an old guy in the face, be like, listen, man, have some fuck of that. And then you're like, yeah, you sue me, yeah, pay that. Why? Well, I bought your bar and you're barred. I mean, I like that. Because normally, you just put your hands up. If you're if you're an entitled, rich, well-off celebrity with a public profile to keep up, you'd just be like, listen, I made a mistake. I wasn't in the right frame of mind. I shouldn't have done that. But he's gone all out. He's just doubled down, gone fuck that old guy. Now, hopefully, what he'll do now is um, hopefully he will buy MGK's record label and then strike him off that. Then what he will do is just start dating Megan Fox, even though he's married, start dating her, have an affair with her, and then just MGK will be in an alleyway, just outside New Look with that doctor that I hate second to see swimmers and see where we go. But there's a lot of weird fights over the weekend. Like, fighting now is no longer what it used to be. Like, used to be, you know, proper boxers, professional but just going at nice as anybody who wants to, to have a digging match is a digging match um, you had Evander Holyfield the real deal not looking so real anymore after he got sparked out by Vitor Belfort the steroid monster the guy who I think I mean again it could be slanderous here but I think he's the guy who just pumped himself full of gear and kicked Michael Bisping's eye out of his head you know it's just an entirely sly thing to do but he fought Evander Holyfield an MMA fighter versus an elite level heavyweight boxer and he beat him so that, I'm scundered for Evander Holyfield. Now, in Evander Holyfield's defence, he's about 77, so he probably has like osteoporosis, dementia, amongst other things. And Vitor Belfort's a big, like, mid-40s guy, off his face and HGH and roids, like, just probably... just it, To be fair, it's a similar kind of fight to, to Conor McGregor versus MGK. One's like an old, decrepit lady, and the other's an elite-level fighter. One's just an old, decrepit man, and the other's... A big steroid monster, and then the other fight, which was was great, was um, Tito Ortiz. He's called like the something beach bad boy. I don't I don't know what what beach he's from. You know, the Helms Bay bad boy versus the Spider Anderson Silva, 
who he got he just knocked Tito Ortiz out, which is so sly. Anytime Tito Ortiz is at a fight in like the last ten years, he's just been sparked out and totally scundered. He's must wake up and everyone's in the front row being like, Oh no, Tito, fuck's sake, you know. Got it. But I think he might have beaten the Iceman Chuck Liddell, did he, recently? Because Chuck Liddell totally sparked him in the heyday when they're both in their prime. And I think he Tito Ortiz fought him again in like a another exhibition bare knuckle thing and might have knocked him, which would be really embarrassing. Are you Googling it? Man, for a guy that's a computer nerd, you're slow at typing. I was making notes. Oh, yeah, he was making notes. www.pornhub.com forward slash gelfs. That's what, when he screen shared with me, that is what I saw. So, yeah, Tito Ortiz is just a guy I cannot, let me see, his, like, recent fight. No, like, fight record. I don't want to call him out because, again, last time I called someone out in the podcast, it was the Taliban. They're getting after me now. Tito Ortiz is 46. And the Huntington Beach bad boy, which by the way, too long a nickname. Which I'm a Huntington Huntington Beach, but I'm a Huntington Beach bad boy. We're like, all right, could you shorten that just to the bad boy? Nah, but I'm but I'm from Huntington Beach, and you'd be like, but can you not just be the bad the bad boy Tito Ortiz? You're like, no, but I'm I am from Huntington Beach, and you're like, could you not be called the bad boy Tito Ortiz and just announce that you're from Huntington? No, I I have to make sure people know I'm from Huntington Beach. Because a family there, I've resp- I'm big in the community where I'm in the paramilitaries in Huntington Beach, so please call me the Huntington Beach bad boy. And the UFC are like, you know what, you're fucking boring me now, just call yourself whatever you want, you fucking stonehead twat. Um, his exhibition boxing record, one loss. I mean, it's bad enough to lose, but to be in an exhibition, you get KO'd pretty sly. Um, let's see his regular record. Yeah, I mean, he started off pretty good, and then. Yeah, a lot of losses for the Huntington Beach bad boy. He's beat by Ken, like Ken Shamrock's beat him. Randy Couture's beat him. In fact, no, he beat Ken Shamrock. He got beat by Frank Shamrock, who's a, another Shamrock. Chuck Liddell's beaten the KO'd him, and then he re and then he got KO'd again by Chuck Liddell, and then fought him again like last year or sometime, and he got knocked out. And then a lot of losses. You know the Huntington Beach bad boy. Oh no, he actually fought the WWE wrestler. Alberto Del Rio and, and, and submitted him. Nice. I mean, fair play to Huntington Beach bad boy. Like, what would your nickname be? Where are you from? What's your, your area? Your code? Where? Yeah. Just Ashbury. The Ashbury asshole. That's who you'd be called. <laughs> um, The Ashbury asshole. And then you'd probably need something else who edits videos. That would be your full nickname. The Ashbury asshole who edits videos. Ben. You know, the snake rat. Cause like no need, he just be the bad boy or be from Huntington Beach. You know, don't be. Um, let's see some great um, MMA fighters nicknames. Let's best best MMA nicknames. Mm, 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 mm. I must say, I do like the Korean Zombie as a nickname. That's pretty good. Chan Sung Jung. I mean, I like this one too, Vanderlei Silva, who's another stonehead that looks a lot like Tito Ortiz. He actually looks like the zombie version of Tito Ortiz, the axe murderer, Vanderlei Silva. Now, what I would like more about that would be if, rather than just being like a guy, you know, a guy just cuts people down, I would like it if he was legitimately a guy who murdered somebody with an axe and was in prison. Um, the Iceman, Chuck Liddell, Rampage Jackson, all these. I mean, I like Ian McCall's nickname, which is actually a nickname um, that you share with him, Ben, Uncle Creepy. What do you see what he looks like? Who, Ian McCall? Oh, why? Yeah, I mean, I haven't seen him recently because he's obviously been retired. 
Uncle Creepy. Yeah, that's right. He's got, like, doesn't he have the wee uh, moustache? Yeah, I've not seen him for a while. Um, he looks like a sort of guy. He actually looks like he would be a barber. He looks like a guy that would work and, you know, call himself a hairdresser. And let me see where he's up to now. Uncle Creepy. Yeah. He's like a man from the past. Like, you know, an old fairground digger. And he's actually 30. Fuck, he's, I was going to say he's an old bastard. He's uh, 37, which is two years older than me. Sly. Um, when was the last time he fought, old Uncle Creepy? 2018, he must be retired. He got knocked out. He, I mean, he got beaten by a guy called John Lineker two fights ago. If you get beaten by a guy with a nickname that boring, you gotta, you got to just knock it in the head. God love him, Uncle Creepy. But yeah, if I was a, an MMA fighter, my nickname would be... I don't know. What, what are you looking up now? You look like you're really into something here. Click, click on that list there, number 12. Josh, Josh Hero. Mm, let's there. see. Very nice. Might suit you, that one. What is it, MMA? What, what did I put in? MMA fighters nicknames. MMA. Click on that top one. So what's it, number 12? Yeah, number 12. One you might share with me. Let me see. Um, is it all-time greatest nicknames of MMA? Is that what you're looking at? Yeah. So let me see, number 12. <laughs> I mean, is it Yoshiri Akiyama? Yeah. I mean, Sexyama is what he's called, <laughs> which I absolutely like. Um, I would, yeah, so I might just call myself Sexy Elliot. Or number 20. Number 20 is um, <laughs> a big country Nelson. Yeah, I like big country Nelson because he's a big fat guy. I kick a fuck out of you, like a big mullet. Um, John, I like John Bones Jones, actually. That's a good one. Oh, I mean... There you go. There's the best MMA name. Why is this not number one? I don't know. The guy's called Ryan Bader. You know what his nickname is? Darth. Ryan Darth Bader. Tremendous. Uh, number 35 as well. It's a long one. Oh, why? I mean, this is a really... I mean, I don't know why. Why? Rick Pfeiffer. <laughs> what would you think? Like, I mean, you'd maybe go for the lifer. You know, be like, oh, no, this guy's been in prison a long time. Rick the lifer Pfeiffer. No. His name is... Rick, the ginger with intent to injure. <laughs> Pfeiffer, again, very long, but I like it. Um, well, who's the other one? There's a boxer. This is probably what's taken from. There was a boxer called the Hispanic causing panic. Was his, uh, was his, let me see. Can you Google the Hispanic causing panic as a nickname? I mean, there's a nickname that I actually, my, what my wife refers to me as. <laughs> Number 38, Mark Kerr's nickname, the smashing machine. <laughs> <laughs> oh wow are you are you over there have you got it who's uh, the Hispanic causing panic Juan Lascano Juan Lascano yes that's a great nickname I mean I like this one here <laughs> Jeff Nader what's his nickname scary nickname so Jeff scary nickname Nader <laughs> great name this is actually I've, I'm having a lot of fun with this number 49 as well the Ninja of Love, Nick Dennis. I mean, I'd be like the Ninja of Love. To me, to be a Ninja of Love means you know you need to you need to look at what you consider consent because ninjas are guys that sneak in in the middle of the night and do things under the cover of darkness, which you don't know is happening. So if he's a Ninja of Love, he's sneaking in and doing stuff to you without you knowing about it, which is hey a problem. And then number fifty, what a way to close off the segment, Ben. Number fifty is of course. The Huntington Beach, bad boy. Oh no, Ben's got the hand up here. 
There's another page. Mm-hmm. Oh no. Number eighty. Logan Clark. What do you think his one will be? Logan Clark. Oh. Something the the dark Logan Clark. Logan. Yeah. Pink Pounder Clark. <laughs> I mean. <laughs> The Pink Pounder, I mean, that sounds like a sex toy. That sounds like something you would buy on Ann Summers' website. It sounds like something that's made of rubber, and it has a little bit... There's a connect, connection that connects to a machine, and you can turn up the volume of the Pink Pounder. I mean, I like this name. Who's Gabe? What's Gabe Perlman's nickname? The Bear Jew? I mean... <laughs> this is my why, why have you suggested me do this? This is just a very exciting... I'm having a lot of fun here. Oh, Mo, Rodney Wallace, what's his nickname? Show Nuff the Master. Show Nuff. Oh, Frank Twinkletoes. I like that. Oh, here, this is one I've actually seen before, and I really enjoyed this in the UFC when I saw this guy get announced to the ring. They go, the guy's name's Eric Anders. You know his nickname is? Your boy. So whenever he goes, ladies and gentlemen, it's time for your boy, Eric Andrews. Oh, no. That's another guy, Steve Montgomery. Yeah. Steve. Steve Montgomery sounds like a simple guy, doesn't he? Steve the Creepy Weasel Montgomery. <laughs> Steve the Creepy Weasel. I'll tell you what I wouldn't like to be with him. On the ground with the Creepy Weasel. Um, I think that's a problem. <laughs> I mean, here's a good one. Paige Van Zandt, who, by the way, beautiful woman. She's called 12 Gauge Paige. That's a good name, isn't it? That's a good, good bit of rhyme to it. I like... Oh, who's the other one? There was a guy, I think, called... Uh, correct me if I'm wrong. Keith Jardine. I think his nickname was the Dean of Mean. I think he was a lecturer in the university, which, by the way, is a great nickname, the Dean of Mean, Keith Jardine. Um, oh, you know what's great? <laughs> there's a guy with a bit. You need to get this picture up here. There's a guy with a, an afro, and he's called the Violent Bob Ross. You know the painter guy? <laughs> Violent Bob Ross, Luis Pena. <laughs> I mean, Filthy Tom Lawler. There's another good nickname right there. A lot of these guys are going to have Me Too cases against them pretty soon, I would say. I mean, I could just keep keep doing this. All, uh, here's a great nickname. Useless Ulysses Gomez. <laughs> what have you got? Tyler Byer. Tyler Byer. He's gone for Tyler Man Bear Pig Byer. <laughs> Tyler Man Bear Pig. I mean, it's very odd. Oh. Oh, I like Cody No Love Garbrandt. That's pretty cool. Um, well, let me say that no mer- Peter No Mercy Yan. I mean, see if you're you. <laughs> see if you have one of the shittest names like Bilal Muhammad. Like that's not an exciting name, is it? You know, you 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 call yourself like if you're called Bilal. I don't know. The, I call myself the Bilal Butcher Muhammad or the Butcher Bilal Muhammad. Right? You know, he's called himself. Bilal, remember the name, Muhammad. <laughs> I mean, it's a very forgettable name, to be fair. Um, what have you got now? Marina, the supernova from Moldova. I mean, that's that's good. That is pretty good. Um, the Dominator, Bobby Lashley, he's a wrestler like that. Um, here, I mean, if your name's Dennis, you got to be the menace, don't you? Dennis the Menace Bermudez. Um, this is a lot of fun. If anybody else, I mean, this is a good one, Matthew the Care Bear Perry. <laughs> I mean, I, like, there's a girl here who does karate. Her name's Michelle Waterson. She's pretty sexy. Her nickname, the Karate Hottie. Very 
original. Hopefully you've picked that yourself, Michelle, not some just creep, not the creepy weasels being like, you're a fucking, you're a fucking karate hottie, you are. Oh, I liked Sean Shark, the muscle shark. I didn't know what a muscle shark was. As a guy, he's played just one. Jordan, I'm gonna win, Winsky. Jordan, I'm gonna win, Winsky. There you go. What a name. Oh, here's a good one. I mean, I think we'll just end on this because I don't understand what this is. Um, there's two actually, right? I'm gonna finish on two. <laughs> one is William Marcelino. That's his full name, and you know what his nickname is? William Barack Obama Marcelino. <laughs> I mean, I'd be David Donald Trump. Elliot would be a great one. And then the last one that I'm gonna finish on, um, which I just think is a really good nickname is quite simply Jeremiah was a bullfrog Douglas <laughs> oh you can't top that that is that is a lot of fun I mean I don't know how we ended up on this but you know a lot of I mean <laughs> there's a guy called Lyle Beerbum but his nickname's Fancy Pants and I like that right I'm gonna get out of this because this is all we've been talking about on this podcast for too long and by the way with a new segment we're gonna try this week which you just get into it initially we were gonna call the new segment The Sly Shot where it was based inspired by wrestling and a shoot interview where you just go straight and you just shoot on things and just be honest about it there's no kayfabe here it's just straight up but we changed the name of it because we thought it sounded like stuff that exists already so you know what we're calling this segment now we're now calling this segment the slide dig <laughs> which basically the new segment is if you're on patreon every week i'm going to put it up there i'm going to say listen Tell me something that you want me to have a slide dig about. Because everybody knows what a slide dig is. It's when you... What is it, Ben? A slide dig is whenever you say... Like, I'm going to look it up. Slide dig definition. The meaning of a slide dig is when you say something sly to hurt someone's feelings, be nasty about something. I'm pretty sure it is. Let's just say, yeah. Slide dig is an insult or a make fun of something along the lines of with a negative comment. And that's what we're all about here. Just being sly so this week the patrons there was a load of people asking and suggesting things that they wanted to hear me have a sly dig at and what we're going to do is rather than just bin all the suggestions we're going to keep them ben's got a little folder on his hard drive which if you look past some of the other stuff on there is fine and he will bring them each week so each week on patreon i will ask for something you want me to have a, a slide dig at and we'll go for it and this week um there's a couple, Jane has said, ignorant drivers. Like when you're three quarters away down a double parked street and they refuse to reverse and you have to navigate reversing back and then they don't even nod or thanks. You know what that is? Hateful. But you know you're you know you're not doing right, Jane. You're by reversing, you are giving in. See if I'm on a road and both sides are blocked and I, and I was there first and I just stop, turn off the car, get out, leave. Then those fuckers are gonna have to move on now, otherwise they're stuck but I see in the car I get a level of rage that I have never felt anywhere else nothing makes me go from being completely calm to being 10 out of 10 fucking furious so quick and it can be the littlest things and one thing that does really annoy me in the car is see whenever like if I'm like 
say you're going down like a little lane and you pull over, let someone pass, and they just drive and they don't see if you don't get a thank you. I will wind my window down and I will reach out and I will follow them with my finger up the road. On some occasions, like there was once a time I followed a guy somewhere, I was so angry about how he was like cutting in and out lanes and he nearly cut me off. I followed him to his house and then I got out of my car and went to his door and he wouldn't, wouldn't open it. And I've learned over time that's not a good response, that's aggressive and you can get yourself in trouble. But sometimes the emotion just gets the better of you and you have to do those sort of things. Sometimes you have to pretend, like a couple of weeks ago in the podcast, I had to go and knock someone's door. You're having too loud a party. I had to go and knock a door. I had to threaten them in a roundabout way of paramilitary action and stop the party. Same with the car. What I think you need to do is, Jane, you need to just believe in what you're doing and you need to stand your ground and you need to just fucking not ever reverse be ignorant, be obnoxious, and stand your ground. Um, so much so, like, I remember I had an issue with a car a couple of months back where there was a car in front of me slowing up to the lights, and I just didn't feel like slowing up. So I dro- <laughs> I just drove right in the back of this car and wrote it off. This is what it is. You do you. When you're in the car, you know, yes, some people will say it's a car, it's a mode of transport, gets you from A to B. Other people will say you're literally in a weapon, you need to be careful. You know what I say to rules? Fuck that, dude. You want to live your best life. BN, who I don't know who BN is. Well, I do know BN used to be a pretty tasty biscuit. Do you ever get BN, BNs, Ben? I used to get them back in the day, obviously, and um, I don't seem to do them anymore. And it's a biscuit that tastes good with chocolate and a smiley face on it, so what the hell. But BN has said, Bion. When you're out for a walk with your dog and strangers want to use the said dog to entertain their kids by encouraging them to go and pet the dog and then are furious when the dog excitedly greets the kids by jumping up on them. You know what? I have serious beef with um, with just dog owners, generally speaking. You know, I think if my dog's in a lead... My, my dog's a big puppy. That's his problem, right? He's a big, excited puppy. He wants to see everybody. And it's I'm, at the minute, I'm trying to train him to not just like, get super excited about other dogs. So... Whenever people just come over with our dogs, it does my head in. And it's to the point where I want to train them to bite people in the throat. You know, so if they come over and be like, listen, he's friendly, he's nice, you think you can approach him? Yeah! Out goes your throat. Oh, what's that? Oh, it's my gullet on the floor. That's what you should be teaching them to do. Now, obviously what has happened to you, you must have a cute dog being where kids think they can come over and just fucking get involved. See, whenever Vinny was little, um, I brought him for a walk, like his first walk, and he was really small and really cute. And then there's this family with like, they must have had seven or eight kids with them. I don't know whether they were all the same heathen bunch or whether they were like an amalgamation of like, I don't know what was going on there. But they came over and were stroking them. And it was kind of like, do you remember in the film Hook, whenever like the Lost Boys realize um, Peter Pan is Peter Pan? And like this little boy is really emotional. And he's like stroking Pan's face. And like, it is you, Peter. And they're like stroking him, and then all the young boys, or the young boys, the lost boys, who probably, to be fair, are young, come over and all start touching his face. What happens there? He loves it. What should have happened there is he should have freaked out and started kicking the fuck out of him. Get the fuck off me, we creeps. That's what happened with Vinny. All these kids start patting him, and he didn't like it. He was freaking out, didn't know where to look. And then I had to actually, at one point, grab the hand of a small child and be like, Get I didn't have to say this, but I did get your fucking stinking dirty jam hands off my dog, you piece of shit. And the parents were like, oh, that was pretty rude. And I'm like, no, you know what's pretty rude? You can't fucking look after your kids. That's rude. And if I happen to smack them, I'm the bad guy. 
So yes, B, you win this week, BN, because that's annoyed me. People coming up to my dog, patting them when I'm trying to A, train them, B, distract them, or C, just want You know what? If it was, see if I'm out with my kids and people came up and tried to touch them, I'd really lose my rag. So why is it any different for a dog? Do you know? If I was just out walking with my daughter and a random guy walked over and started stroking her, I would have a hell of a problem with that. And I'm going to start bringing that same energy towards my dog. So for anyone, like a, you could be walking along a promenade and this pensioner just goes, oh, it's a nice dog. And I just grab their little fucking arrow, mint arrow fingers and snap them off. And you fucking keep your hands to yourself, you old fuck. And I'm pushing the seat. So there you go. This is what we're going to try to do. Every week we're going to have the slight dig. And this week it was torturing dogs. And, and that annoys me. If, if I'm out with my dog, leave me alone. All right? If I'm out without my dog, leave me alone. If I'm fucking out, don't talk to me. If you see me, be like, this guy's dangerous. There's that, don't approach me. All right? Unless you want a photo or something, then I'm all right. I'm actually a dead on guy. But if you're going to touch my dog, you know what? Here's a new motto. <laughs> to live your life by if you touch my dog I'm going to touch your dick there you go that's what you need to be doing so if somebody touches your dog you just reach out and if you don't want them to touch your dog you just reach out and grab a couple of their dick and then if they have a problem be like well you just came over and touched my dog without any permission so I'm just going to touch your dick without any permission dog for dick dick for dog that's my advice this week. Um, and speaking of advice, still tickets to the Ulster Hall show. Ben, you can put it up here. You can put it up there. I don't know where it is. But the show on the 17th of December is selling really nicely. Not like the one this Sunday, which I need you to come to, please. Um, so the tickets are going well. The balcony is going to be opening pretty soon there, which is exciting. And have I done half an hour yet? Talking? Yeah. Yeah, well, well, you were supposed to tell me in half an hour. I forgot my questions. Oh, my days. Oh, my days. That's okay. Listen, guys, I don't care. I've told you last week I'm making being sly again. You know, I don't care if people are like, I like it to be 45 minutes. Eh, it's too long. You know what? If it's too long, just cry me a river. I don't give a fuck. So, anyway, all the links are on social media. Subscribe to YouTube. Blah, boring. Um, sponsors this week are, of course, from day one until the day we stop doing this, Modest Beer. Well, I've said this before, Modest Beer is an independent brewery crafting small batch beers for discerning drinkers. Ben, are you a discerning drinker? No, you're an alcoholic. Get it right. There's a difference. Um, but this is brewed and canned here in Hollywood County Down, Modest. Mo again, Modest have been in this journey for a while. I think the journey, I think this particular, to be fit, modest, try harder, okay? I think the journey you've been on is to bring an exceptional brew to local craft. You've done that. What's next? You know, you've brought great beers to the local market. You just need to start taking over the world. You need to start thinking bigger. Like, like, like Dr. Evil, start taking over the world. Kill people if you must, but that's what you need to do. And if you guys want to get on this modest journey and know more about them, Contact them on Instagram or Facebook or Twitter at Modest Beer or go to their website www.modestbeer.co.uk to find your nearest stockist. And again, if you have any drugs or alcohol addiction problems like Ben, there are plenty of people online, Google addiction issues, aware their mental health, not even anything to do with addiction, so don't do that. Maybe just go to AA, you know, or just 
buy another beer, I guess. Um, Claire Haslett has said, this is listeners' questions, by the way, which is another segment we do weekly on this podcast, whereby listeners of the podcast ask me a question and I answer them. So this, I mean, we're segments galore, aren't we, Ben? We were talking, actually, earlier with the Sly Deg is a new segment, which is exclusive for the patrons to ask. I'll answer on this, but you can ask over there. And we're, we're figuring out, I mean, I don't want to, I, do, I mean, did you want me to say this, Ben, or did you want to hold it for a couple of weeks? It depends what you're going to say. Right, okay. What I'm going to say is there, we are exploring a way of potentially doing phone calls. Like similar to a maybe another podcast, po- 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 a podcast, similar to a, a previous podcast I might have done, um, which is not dissimilar to the football club, Man City. If if Man City were younger and didn't have city status, what would it be? A wee segment we used to do there, but the listeners dictate what way that works. We're exploring the logistics of it. All right. Other than that, the po- the the segments we have week in week out are now listeners' questions and the slide dig. So the listeners' questions this week. Claire has said, "If you were on come, da- <laughs> why am I 14? <laughs> it's spelled C O M E as well, but for some reason that really tickled me. Mm. If you were on come down with me, I mean, if I was on come down with me, it'd be an entirely." different episode what would you like for your starters semen what for me of course semen and for dessert mm, <laughs> just all different types sauteed cum you know uh, oven baked cum and I mean Ben did, did was it you was it you Ben that told me you once jizzed in a frying pan to see if it cooked like an egg or if I just made that up um, I don't remember doing that no <laughs> must have just been made up oh well but yeah if I was on the actual come, <laughs> if I was on the actual come down with me, what would my three courses be? You know what? This is where this question is multifaceted, Claire, and this is why I like it as a question. Because A, would I cook what I'm good at cooking? Or would I cook B what I like eating? That's well, this is why you know you're a bit startled with that question. For me, if I wanted to eat my ideal three course meal. It'd be different to what I would cook. So for I'd say, for start, I would I would on a on a come down to me. I would have a rattle at a seafood chowder as my starter. I think because I do like a seafood chowder, and I reckon I could make a really nice one. You know, but I also like I like I like a fishy starter. Normally, I would like a nice I like a fishy starter unless it's with Nando's, and then you have to have chicken. Just go for a bit. But um, <laughs> I. I would probably, I like seared scallops are nice, but I think if you don't cook them right, you fuck it. Mussels are nice, but I don't, if you don't, you fuck it. So I reckon it's hard to fuck a seafood chowder. You just fire all the ingredients in, put a load of fucking cream on it, and Bob's your uncle. So I'd probably do a seafood chowder for starter. For a main, I would do, we have a thing in our house called Elliot's House Pasta, which is where I pretend... I own a restaurant called Elliot's and I'm the head chef and I have my own house pasta, which, by the way, I have a couple of recipes that I that I have myself. I have Elliot's house carbonara as well, which is different to the house pasta, by the way. Um, so probably do Elliot's house pasta, which, again, you can't go into too many details. It's a nice pasta dish, features some ingredients. There's a vegetarian version because obviously my wife's a vegan. No, she's not a vegan, it's a liar. 
She's a vegetarian. I mean, they're all the same. Boring bastards. Get a fucking steak in there and grow up. But um, there's a there's a vegetarian version. And then for my own Elliot's house pasta, I like to add a bit of chorizo and chicken to mine too. So, you know, it's pretty nice. I don't want to go into too many details there, but there's cream. Bit of other stuff in there. I nearly, nearly gave out the secret ingredient, but I won't. But Elliot's house pasta is very tasty. And then for dessert, I actually make an absolute stone-cold killer Malteser cheesecake. Um, malt cheeser. Malt teaser. Malt cheese. I'm trying to make a, a pun, but it doesn't work. It's like one of those MMA fighters' nicknames. The Malteser cheesecake. It is what it is. So I would do a Malteser cheesecake for the dessert. Um, but the thing you know what I would do that I think would help me steal it? Because you might think, oh, Elliot's house pasta, seafood chowder, and a Malteser cheesecake won't win it. But I would go... To, I would go to farm shops and I would go to fresh um, fishmongers and I would buy the most expensive bespoke ingredients, the highest quality ingredients, the most free-range fresh ingredients and I would make it delicious and I would pair it with wines and I would have wee palate cleansers and all too and I would make it very sexy and there'd be a cheese board to finish off and you'd be drinking port, you'd be drinking Buckfast, you'd be drinking red wine, you'd be drinking Malbec, you'd be drinking, you'd just be, you'd be drinking fucking brandy. I make you an Irish coffee, mmm, and then I try and sleep you. <laughs> That's what I would do. I mean, I don't know why there. I was just, I was going through. I just imagine just seducing everybody. You know, I'd seduce you. I mean, that was basically, you know, the only way to pull back in the day was just, you know, bring someone out for dinner, treat them really well, have a good time, and then that's how you do it nowadays. All you need to do to pull is be able to do a dance for like three seconds on an app that children go on, which Ben wants me to go on. Uh, don't, ben, I don't want to go on TikTok, but you're going to put me on it as a test, aren't you? Yeah. Ben's going to control TikTok because I refuse to go on it. I refuse. So he's going to run it for me. And if it's shit, blame him. And if it gets loads and loads of views and stuff, well, hey, it's my idea. Is what it is. Um, Stevie Nice has said Donda or Certified Lover Boy. Um, which sounds like either you're good at sex or bad. Are you a Donda in bed or are you a certified lover boy? I mean, I, I, I have very weak cultural reference points anymore because I'm 35. So I know one is an album by Kanye West and I know one's an album by Drake. Um, I'm going to say, I've, I've heard people say certified lover boy is better, but... I just think Drake isn't as good as Kanye West, generally speaking. Kanye's older albums are better. I'm going to say Donda's better because, again, I like that song, the Donda chant. Donda, Donda. I mean, why he, why he did that and got away with it, I fucking know. But, yeah, I'll, I'll, give it, I'll, give it Donda. I'll give it Donda to the end of the season. Johnny Max has said, why the fuck is Daniel Ballard not playing for Arsenal? I tell you what, because he's Northern Irish, that's why, and they've got some sort of vendetta against good quality centre-backs, because he scored an absolute screamer of a header for Millwall at the weekend there, and he's a solid player. Dan Ballard is playing for Northern Ireland, and, you know, he's good enough to play for Arsenal, considering they've played fucking C.A. Kolasinac centre-back. Jesus Christ. Um, now, here we go again. Another great question. Sharon has asked, what rest of the world holiday would you adopt, e.g. Thanksgiving, or Cinco de Mayo? That's a good question. Let me see. Um, holidays from around the world. Because again, they're the only two I really know. <laughs> around the world. Let's see. Um, Hanukkah, Chinese New Year, 
I mean, because I fell out with the, the Taliban on a previous episode, I might just say, listen, I will get it back with you by celebrating Ramadan. You know, introduce the bring Ramadan here. I know Ramadan exists, but I make everyone do Ramadan. Except that. in fact, you know what? Fuck that, I hate Ramadan. You can't eat until in the Oh, oh fuck! Well, bingo. There you go, Ben. Oktoberfest is it? You know what? Oktoberfest is actually one of my fantasies. You know, is you know you go to Oktoberfest, have a few beers, one of those big bucks of mates come over the later hosen, and then all of a sudden you're like, oh, is there too many steins in my hand? Why have my buttons burst on my top, and why are my titties are? Oh no, I'm covered in beer. And then the next thing you know, it's like, oh, it's like come down to me all over again, if you know what I'm saying. Um, but also, I just like to go there and eat schnitzel. And uh, schnitzel. And what's the other thing they those dudes like to eat? Fucking sausage. Sausage, schnitzel, pretzels, and beer. Either that or the 2nd of January. And the US is National Buffet Day. Oh, National Buffet Day? They're just going to say... Either that or the 2nd of January. What's that? Just a shit day after New Year's? Just a super hangover day? Like, I've heard of Diwali before. um, and But it's 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 a Hindu festival called the Festival of Lights that pays homage to the gods and marks the beginning of a new year. I mean, I was expecting there to be some kind of, like, master light light show there, but no. Halloween. I mean, Halloween is... Bo- Bo- what's Bodhi Day? Bodhi Day is one of the most important days in the Buddhist holidays. Because it commemorates Buddha's enlightenment under a Bodhi tree. Nice. No, I, I, I think you've, I think you've done it. Oktoberfest, and that, by the way, that's on my to-do list. I still would love to get to Munich for the Oktoberfest and just get in. You know, I just like the idea of, of a load of guys just in a big tent with big steins. It'd be fucking over enthusiastically, fucking cheers and breaking all over your hands, ah, cutting yourself and all, ah. And then just rubbing your blood and other people. Fuck COVID. Like, remember the days you used to just be able to go out and cut yourself and smear your blood in people's ah! Remember those days, Ben? You used to share needles and all. Fuck, they were good old days. But yeah, Oktoberfest. That's a great question. I don't know what Cinco de Mayo is, but it always looks like a lot of fun. They do it in Mexico, and I think they just go out and drink tequila, and I like that too. Um, Dempster has said, well, Davy, does Mrs. Dave Elliott ever come to see the King perform? Yeah, she, you know what? She would actually come to my big shows more than anything else. Um, and the odd time, if I'm going somewhere fun, she'd be like, oh, I'd like to come up there to see you. And she wanted to come to Portrush last Friday with me, and I'm glad she didn't, because it was terrible. I ate shit. You know, the gig itself, not bad. Me, didn't do well. Didn't like it. Hated my life. Um, Owen Kelly said, hello, Davy. What's the worst ever part-time job you had? You know what? I haven't really had a terrible part-time job. I mean, I worked illegally for a few years as a child slave. You know, I was I was 16 and 15 and 16 years old and I worked in a bar. What does that say about you? You have to be 18 to be served at a bar, yet this child was working. Um, I mean, I probably shouldn't say where it was I did that. I know, actually, I won't because then they probably could come after me because it is a local golf club in the town where I was born. Actually, it's not a town where I was born, it's a town where I live now, but anyway, um, figure that out. But there's a few there, so, but it's the one named after, but I'm not going there. Um, 
Anyway, that was probably illegal. And I did have to work there for like, you know, 14 hours at a time in a bar. Um, shoes were sore at sore feet. I had to go and get surgery on my wee ankles and all afterwards because I'd stand on my feet for too long. That was horrendous. But it wasn't, it wasn't bad. It paid whilst all the other 15-year-olds were just, you know, fucking on electric scooters or whatever the fuck they do nowadays. I was in there and hard, doing a wee dances and TikTok and all that shit while I'm out there and fucking hard crust putting money down fucking deposit in the house. Fuck you guys. Um, Una said, hi, Dave. What shit do your kids watch that you actually like? I'm a big fan of Fivo on Netflix. Do you know what Fivo is? Is it a kid show? No, I like to watch, and this is controversial because a lot of people don't like it, Bing. I quite like Bing, but the only reason I like Bing is I like the music. I like the ding, 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 ding. It's a nice wee tune. And I also like, here's one Here's one for the parents out there. If you do, Ben, are you familiar with Bing? Yeah. I want you to do an impression of Bing and I will talk to you as flop because I can do I want to be the voiceover of flop. There's there's a career dream for you, right? Say something and I'll react as flop. I just want to stupid and share you. Bing is Yeah, fun. complain about something and then I'll respond as as, as flop. I, I dropped my ice cream on the floor. Bing, why weren't you paying attention to your ice cream? You dropped it on the floor. It will be okay, Bing. Don't panic. Decent, wasn't it? And then Bing would be like, ah, you're not my real dad, what are you? Flop, you're not even a mum, you're, you're like Fritzel. Ah. And then he'll be like, don't panic, Bing. I'm looking after you. I bath you and put you to bed. Crepe. Um, I also like Paw Patrol. Went to see the Paw Patrol film the other day. Um, Should have probably bought Holly with me, but hey, life's a bitch. Um, and last question for today, because this has just been too long. How long is it? Is it over an hour yet? We're just like over an hour. Just about to go over an hour, and that's because we spent 35 minutes looking through lists of MMA fighters with stupid nicknames. And speaking of stupid nicknames, the last question has come from JR Red, which I don't think is your real name, sir, but I like it anyway. Will there be merch on sale at the Ulster Hall? Sly Guy pillow covers? You know what? Probably not, let's <laughs> be fair. It involves me organising stuff, so probably not. But we need to figure merch out, Ben. That's something we do need to figure out, especially me going full-time. And I I mean, as much as I love the idea of the of being a full-time comedian, I would suck dick for money at this stage. So, you know, ultimately, is what it is. But guys, once again, thank you for listening to the podcast. I mean, Ben, how, what are you, how, genuinely, how do you think this episode was this week? Very good. A lot of fun. Very good. There we are. I enjoyed it. Sometimes it's hard to start a podcast. I got a wee bit off the rails. Seemed a bit down the dumps. I'm not. I'm okay. Don't fret for me. I'll see you next week. And by the way, actually, you all better wish me a happy birthday by rating and reviewing the podcast, subscribing, buying tickets. And you know what? Big shout out to Shitfaced Art who did some pictures. A wee drawn of me. I loved it. So if any of you guys are talented or artistic or anything, and I said artistic, not the other one. Don't care if you're artistic, boring. If you're artistic, draw a good picture of me or the podcast or something we talk about, and we'll get it. We'll get a wee frame and we'll put it here. I'm actually going to get. You know what? To, to respect the shift faced art. I'm going to get a wee frame there, and I'm going to put his picture or her picture because I don't know who's behind the account there and slide out into a man even though the best artists in history have been men like you Van Gogh the Dallies the uh, what's that guy called that does all the Spanish shit Picasso you know all that shit Rembrandt Da Vinci I'll not go on you get my point that's what I want pictures of me or Ben but mainly me guys happy birthday to me hope you enjoyed the episode Peace and prosperity. I'm the slack guy.